0: Keep it simple, keep it small And there will be enough for all Take a little, give a lot Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Green Woman Podcast. I am your host, Reggie Weber, and a member of the Green Woman Leadership Training Initiative. As green women, we are concerned about self-care practices, women's issues, healthy living, nature healing, the environment and climate change, social justice, and living in harmony with Mother Earth. So today, my topic is going to be about resiliency. I felt that this was such a much needed topic uh, due to the fact that in the midst of the COVID pandemic, we are seeing recent rising in COVID cases across the United States, as well as the rest of the world. And in the Northern Hemisphere, where this is coming from, we are starting our regular flu season, the changing of climate, And we're in a major presidential election today, which might not even be determined until a few days after the election. So how does resiliency fit into all of this? Well, I think we should define resiliency. It is a noun, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness, and or an ability to recover from or adjust easily to adversity or change. So I would just like to read a really quick quote here to you, which I found really intriguing. And this is how it goes. It is not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most resilient and responsive to change. And that was by Darwin. I'm going to talk about resiliency today by sharing a personal story that I hope that will help. This story is going to be about my mom, but I want to give you a little history. First, I would like to say that I was born in 1952, and before I was going to do this talk, I started thinking about, wow, that was only seven years after a World War II those were some changing times. Well, my mom was also born in China. She came to the States when she was about 15 or 16. And my dad was born in Germany and he came to the States when he was about five. So I guess you could say I had immigrant parents, but I'm going to tell you my mom's story as I feel it taught me a lot about resiliency. So My mom was born in 1929, and over in China, in a coastal town. It used to be called um, Tianjin, and now it's called something different. I can't even say it. Well, her mother was only 13 years old when she was born. She was a child herself. Her father was a U.S. Marine stationed in China so I guess you can kind of figure it out. Well, her mother was also a dancer. She was basically working the streets and out trying to get money. As a child, she, for the first several years of her life, up until school age, she was mostly outside. Her mom had gotten two German shepherds to kind of keep guard of her. Things weren't well in China at that time. And of course, part of the war and the end of the war was going on. So when she got to be about school age, her mom and her father put her in a orphanage. It was a English-speaking Catholic missionary orphanage. The mom had to work and could no longer do it. And I believe her father was going to be moving on uh, with the service. So they put her there, but he had given her his papers because her, I think there are papers of identification. So if he, she ever wanted to come to the United States or find him, she could do so because she had an American father. So she had these papers that she kept all with her while she was in this missionary. Well, things didn't go well in the missionary either. She tried to escape several times and did so and went back to her mom to live, but her mom said that she couldn't take care of her. There were times as she started getting older that she, um, and a bunch of her cohorts at the um, orphanage, they would escape for periods of time, live on the streets. My mom became very street smart. And also, she was always wanted to be outside too, so I did notice that about her. Then in her later years at the uh, orphanage, probably I would say kind of like our late elementary or early middle school, there was the what they call the Boxer Rebellion broke out and the Japanese were taking over certain parts of China. They got into the school and they took the kids and she was in concentration camps for a couple of years. Then they were freed by U.S. troops coming in at that time. Because she had her father's papers for identity purposes, and she had showed those since it was the U.S. troops that had freed them from the concentration camp, she automatically was going to be set up to be sent back to the States to be with her father. They could no longer find her mother, and so they... They sent her on a U.S. destroyer, crossed the Pacific Ocean to San Francisco, and then she boarded a train and came halfway across the United States to St. Paul, Minnesota. She came to Catholic Charities in St. Paul, and they set up to place her with her father. However, after just a few weeks of being with her father, her father came home drunk one night and crawled into her bed and started calling her her mom's name and kissing her. Well, she said, I'm out of here, and left that place. Back to Catholic Charities. Because my mom was street smart and had pretty much of a sassy mouth, it was very difficult for Catholic Charities to find a foster home for her. She had gone through a few. However, they knew this one lady who had been fostering all her life who was probably around 50 years old and pleaded with her to just do one more. And she did. It was good. Her new foster mom stated that she would have to go to school, learn how to type and get a job. And she did. With that job, she became a secretary and started working at 3M, also known as Minnesota Mining and Manufacture- Manufacturing back then. She ended up marrying my dad and had three children. It was interesting, I was looking at pictures of myself and my mom had me outside an awful lot. She actually would even bring the playpen outside. So I was wondering if my connection to nature started really with my mom, who I believe was also connected with nature. And I mentioned that is we know that when we get out into nature, I believe that that helps us to be resilient. And improves our resiliency to things, that connection with nature. Okay, so we're gonna move on. I just want you to think about that. So over the years as I was growing up, I could tell that she did hold a lot of her emotions inside. She wanted to work and get out, but my dad wouldn't let her work. Back then, women were more of a suburbient role in China, and my dad was the boss. So it was going to stay that way. She tried one time to get a job. This is kind of funny. And she was working at a Chinese restaurant as being the evening hostess. And my dad did not like it. And he went down there and actually pulled her out, literally. Put her over his shoulder and out they went. So then my mom ended up getting in theater, which she was awesome. She also was an artist. She did Chinese uh, charcoal painting. And she would paint murals on the kitchen wall. She would do a few pic- paintings. And then something happened. I know it was between my mom and dad. And that all stopped. She'd never picked up a paintbrush after that. I only have one of her paintings, and I cherish it so much. But after 46 years of marriage, my mom had had enough, and she walked out. They divorced, and they went their separate ways. My mom came to live with me for a couple of months and then she decided that she needed some therapy after her divorce, which was such a smart thing that she did. She then moved about a city, about to a city about an hour south of me. She got an apartment and she found a job being the evening hostess at the local casino, which she just loved that job. My mom was a very social person. She lived totally on her own for many years, which again, she loved. Then the tribal council at the casino got a new chief and changes were made and her job was terminated. My mom was devastated. She loved being on her own, but she needed to pay the bills. And so she started working at the local Hardee's restaurant. She was probably in about her mid-60s. I don't even think that lasted a year. I was so upset with that, seeing my mom go through that, that I encouraged her to come up near where I lived and the family, and she got an apartment, and she worked at Macy's department store, which, of course, she also loved. But after a few years, she had a lot of stress with money and everything else, and she was a smoker. She smoked since she was a child. She had a heart attack. It was actually a heart attack of a warning she ended up having three stents, and she quit smoking, and she never smoked again. She was very diligent in all her cardiac therapies, and she was not ever going to get another heart attack, she said. She then lived with me for um, about 7 to 10 years, and until I ended up getting my childhood dream house I bought a house in Cody, Wyoming. She then went to live in a town where my brother was, about 60 miles north of where in St. Paul. And there she got involved in the town by volunteering at the local church thrift shop, the ladies' auxiliary at the hospital, calling bingo in her apartment complex, and volunteering with the community events. I know we've talked about that she had regrets that she had never. Gotten to be with her father, and she never really knew her mother. And that was very sad for her. One night we were having supper, and I remember this incident so well. She was kind of feeling sorry for herself, which I guess was okay, but she had started doing it much too often. And it was a Friday night, and she was having a drink. She loved to have Manhattans, (laughs) and I was having a glass of wine. But she just started to ramble on, and I got so upset with her that I, you're not going to believe this, but I swiped the glass across the table, it flew on the sofa, and I told her to just stop it. And I'll tell you the reason why. It wasn't because I wanted to stop her from talking about it. I wanted to tell her that all that she went through in her life, she... That helped us, us kids, for all the trials and tribulations that we were going to experience in our lives. It was her strength. It was her resilience that taught us how we were going to handle the issues in our lives. And believe me, we needed to. We needed that example of resilience. And that's a whole nother story I can go into it another time. But to move on with that, she felt so much better after I told her that because she did not see it. So in review of what we've just talked about, resilience, I just can't imagine being placed in an orphanage. Parents do not have time for you being in a concentration camp where you saw terrible human behavior with a world war going on, being rescued and being told you are now eligible to go be with your father in America at the age of 15 or 16, leaving a country you only know, board a Navy ship, travel across the Pacific Ocean, enter a strange country, board a train, and travel halfway across the United States and end up in a town where you know nothing about, except that your dad is here and that he did not even want to see you. Also, at the time she arrived in the U.S., Chinese people were a different race in this country and not readily accepted by a lot. Then, after a 46-year marriage, back on your own again with minimal resources, but she made it work just to get knocked down again and then to have a heart attack, of which she survived. She comes to live with me, then I tell her a few years later, I'm moving and she has to live elsewhere, where in the end she did enjoy living there. She was still doing her volunteering work up to a week before her death at the age of 84. I think she was very resilient person, and after each adverse moment in her life, she actually got stronger, which showed me how to be resilient in the face of adversity with the unknown and become a stronger, wiser woman. So can you look at your life and find resilience in it? I'm going to leave you with that question and a poem that I would like to read called Resilience. Resilience is rising above the challenges, even when they've defeated you in the past. It's being above to persevere, though you just want to give up and go home. It's enjoying yourself despite a day of disappointing events. Resilience is always loving each member of your family, regardless of their actions toward you. It's showing everyone kindness, even when you feel like being mean it's getting back up when circumstances bring you down. Resilience is using your mistakes to your own advantage by learning from them. It's having another try, even after we have failed. It's continuing to work, although you would rather play. Resilience is vital for our survival. And that was by unknown. So until next time, Be informed, stay healthy, live green, and in harmony with Mother Earth, our true mother. Keep it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a What you got?